Good evening, Faith Center, and all of you that follow us on whatever media, social media you're using. We certainly do appreciate you, and may the blessings of the Lord be with you, and may His face shine upon you. May the graciousness and the kindness of the Lord ever extend towards your way, and may you reciprocate by giving that same love and appreciation to anybody that you meet on the street. May God bless you and God keep you uh, for tonight. Let us go into prayer. We want to remember uh, Brother Howe, who was in the hospital, uh, and his family, and others that are ill and suffering through some traumatic change in their body. Uh, so we just will go and to the Lord and ask His power to be released on their behalf. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our gathering here this evening, and may your blessings of God be with us and be upon all of us. Bless those that are in the hospital rooms, those that are at home sick, bless those that are recovering in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we thank you and we give you praise. As we go into this tonight's lesson, we pray, O oh God, thy blessing and wisdom. We pray for the releasing of the understanding that we might understand clearly what the word of the Lord is saying and what the message that you have for us is for today. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you, and may the blessing of the Lord be with us in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to be studying chapter 23 in the book of Acts, and we ask your indulgence and that you will turn uh, to those scriptures, if you will, please. Chapter 23 is going to deal with some uh, very uh, genuine and serious attacks on the life of Paul and show you how uh, steadfast they were and committed to attacking Paul. They're going to take a vow to their death uh, until uh, Paul is killed. So the enemy is out to get us all and he's out to attack us but thanks be to God we have a victor in Jesus Christ that will save us and give us the wherewithal that we need to accomplish these goals that he has established for us. So glory to God in chapter 23 and we'll start with verse number one and Paul earnestly beholding the council said men and brethren I have lived the all towards all good conscience before God until this day. Paul said, My conscience is clear. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him in the mouth, slap him in the mouth. Then Paul said unto them, God shall smite thee, thy whitest wall. For sittest thou to judge me after the law, commanded me to be stricken contrary to the law? And they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest? Then said Paul, I didn't know whether or not he was the high priest. For it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of the people. But when Paul, perceiving that one part 
were Sadducees and another part were Pharisees. He carried out or cried out into the count of men and brethren. I am my Pharisees, the son, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee of hope and the restoration of the dead, and I am called in question. Now why did Paul bring this up, knowing that one was Pharisees and one was Sadducees? Well, Paul is saying they're accusing me of believing or preaching about the resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection the, of the dead. The Pharisees believed. Now both were Jews and both were believers, but at the same time only those that were Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection of the body. Jesus then had a difficult time with the Sadducees, but the Pharisees who believed in the resurrection of the body believed and trusted in the word of the Lord that said Jesus was resurrected physically. And when he had, verse number 7, and when he had so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees for the reason I just explained. And the multitude was divided. But the Sadducees said there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit. But the Pharisees confessed both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, because Paul was preaching what they believed. But if a spirit or an angel had spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and bring them back into, bring him into the castle. The night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness of me also at Rome. It was Paul's goal to make it to Rome. And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together, bound themselves, this is how serious they were, under a curse, saying that they should neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Some serious accusations, some serious uh, trying to wipe Paul out. And there were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have bought, bound ourselves under a great curse, and we will eat nothing until we have slain him. They were serious about what they wanted to do with Paul. They have slain Paul. Now, therefore, ye would the council slightly signify to the chief captain, and he bring him down. This is going to set up a conspiracy against Paul. Bring him down unto tomorrow, as though he would inquire something more perfected concerning him. And we, or ever, we come near and ready to kill him. So they set up this trap that they were 
trying to say is we're going to go get Paul and bring him down before the council. But at the same time, we're going to plot to kill him. And when Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, Bring this young man unto the chief of captain, for he had a certain thing to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul, the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me to bring this young man unto thee. who had something to say unto thee. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him and aside privately and asked him, What is it that thou hast to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldst bring down Paul to morrow unto the council as though they would inquire somewhat of him more perfectly. You know, they would ask him more questions, get more understanding. They're going to pretend that this is the ruse that they were doing to get a hold of Paul. But do not thou yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him, of whom more than forty men which have bound themselves with the oath, that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And so, and now they are ready to looking for a promise from thee. So the chief captain then let the young man depart, Charge them, see thou tell no man, that thou hast showed these things to me. And he called unto him two centurions, saying, Make ready two hundred soldiers. It's going to show you how deep the hatred was of Paul, and how serious the soldiers were against him. Make ready two hundred soldiers to go to Caesarea, and horsemen threescore and ten, Three score and ten is seventy. Spearmen two hundred. And at the third hour of the night, and to provide them beasts that they may set Paul on and bring him safe unto Felix the governor. There was no intention of bringing him to Felix the governor. They wanted to bring him to kill him. And he wrote a letter after this manner. Claudia, Lysidius, Unto the most excellent governor, Felix, sendeth greetings. This man was taken of the Jews, and this they're talking about Paul. This man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them. Then I came with an army and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. When I would have known the cause wherefore they accused him, I brought him forth unto this council whom I perceive to be accused of questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or bonds. And when it was told me how that the Jews had laid wait for the man, I sent him straightway to thee, and I commanded to his accusers all to say before there that they had against him farewell. Then the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul, brought him by night to Antipas. And on the morrow they lay, they left the soldiers, horsemen, to go with him and return to the castle. When they came to Caesarea and delivered the castle, the epistle, the letter, 
to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, he asked of the province he was, of what province. And when he understood it, he was of Cilicia. I will hear thee, said he, because that was his area of domain, his area of responsibility. And when thine accusers also come, commanded them to be kept in Herod's judgment hall. So God was protecting Paul, providing for Paul in the time of his trouble, in the time of accusations, false accusations. When they were trying to do harm to Paul, God was his protector. God would be your protector in the time of trouble in your life. We just have to maintain the faith and keep the Lord on our minds as we go through any trouble or situation knowing that the Lord will make a way for us somehow. If you do that, if you keep remembrance of that God is your protector, God is your way maker, God is the one that watches over you and keeps you even through the night season to the troubled time, to the difficult time, to the troubled water time, God will protect you and keep you. So, I hope chapter 23 has been a blessing to your life. Trust that you've gotten something out of it that will, you can use in your life to protect you and to take a hold of and keep the faith and the trust in Him in spite of what the enemy is trying to do to you. Remember, God is your protector. God is your way maker. God is the one that's going to take care of you. May the blessing of the Lord be with you, and may his face shine upon you, and may you stay in his will and not get out of his will because the enemy is attacking you. But keep the faith, be strong in the Lord, trust in him, and he will bring your victory to pass. God bless you, God keep you, God's face shine upon you. Now it's offering time. It's time for us to give to the Lord that's giving. Should be on your screen. Uh, and they'll tell you which what what method you're going to choose to give to Faith Center Ministry so that we can do the will of the Lord and the work of the Lord. And if you do so, we thank God for your contributions. Thank God for your steady support of the ministry. Without you, we can do nothing. But we thank God for you and your, your contributions that you have made thus far. So may God's blessing be with you. Lift that offering up and trust in the Lord and believe and repeat after me. Father, this is my seed that I now deposit into your kingdom. It represents love and the devotion that we have towards you. I thank you for this opportunity to sow into your kingdom and I do this with joy and thanksgiving. I believe that this seed that I now deposit into your kingdom will bring to me a great harvest. I receive that harvest now. With that harvest I'll be able to sow again into your kingdom. And I give you thanks for this opportunity in Jesus name. Thank God Amen. Remember to pray. Remember 
to stay steadfast, remember to keep in remembrance those things that are coming against you, but remember God is your source and God will be your protector. Well, I'll see you next week on chapter 24. You can read it in advance and take the word of the Lord. Study it, digest it, use it for your benefit and the glory of the Lord. God bless you. Have a wonderful night and time we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.